10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome, welcome everyone and happy Monday. And this is the Professor 18 Wheels, your host, Tori Wiley. And here with me, I have my hardest hardworking CDL holders in this game. Get it up to my girl, Shanita Boot. Hey y'all, hey y'all. And love our boy, Lamont. Yeah, boy. And our girl, Reedy B, is out today. So let's push her back for it. Recovery. Or she out there messing around with Aaron. <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. she doing, Shanita? What is she doing? Oh no, know. she ain't even let me in on the on the news. I didn't even know. I'm gonna have to holler her about that. She's still making up for Mother's Day. <laughs> we see. So today on this podcast, we're gonna talk a lot about this topic. We got our special guest, Lee Jones, a doctor from Jackson this evening, but we're going to talk about mental wealth, health, and wellness. This is a topic that I think all of us struggle with, including myself, you know, truck drivers, anybody, you know, we suffer from depression, suffer from being away from our family long periods of time, and maybe it can help us cope with these things. Right. What do you think about that? Yeah, it can just help us cope, help us get better help us treat ourselves right that's one problem that i'm having is treating myself my body right i had to take a, a three-day mental break because i was just torn going worn out work oh, yeah. business everything where's you out so i want to make sure everybody come into this podcast and you don't be scared ask questions when we get on to speak you can also type in the below button and put in your message that you want to ask Lee Jones, a doctor from New Jackson, when they come on in after Shanita do her thing. So Shanita, boo, let's do that one time for your mind. Let's get these people, get their ears open. Okay, okay. I'm cool with that. We could do the one time for your mind. Hey, y'all. Hope everybody's safe in a good mood and, and ready to have a most informative day today. So. Yeah, we're gonna learn a little something today. We're gonna learn a little something today. So, in correlation with what we're talking about today, I figured I would tell y'all the most common mental health conditions out here in this here world. So, number one would be anxiety disorders, which I I had a a, a bout with that, not myself, but a relative. This, this summer so I know that's pretty daggone serious I didn't think about that as being one that would be serious but that's pretty serious but I know we're going to get into that coming on later on but so you have anxiety disorders you have mood disorders we have psychotic disorders dementia and eating disorders as the five most common mental health disorders in America so I'm sure we're going to talk about that a little bit more later on. But that's your five most common ones. So if you know somebody that, that had any of those disorders, pay attention. You might learn a little bit more than that. That's what I'm talking about. 
Yeah. Let's see you doing your research, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yay. 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 Everybody want to hear what these ladies have to say to us. Not these sports out for me, brother. All right, all right, all right. As we do about this time, yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. And you know those sports be the best, y'all. And I'm talking about in the NBA playoff basketball. Man, yesterday, yesterday, it was upsets and a lot of people going on fishing trips. I mean, home early. Let's talk about those bucks taking on those Celtics. The Bucks 81. The Celtics 109. Giannis Antetokounmpo just couldn't get it done. Chris Middleton being hurt has really, really hurt them this season in the playoffs. Giannis Antetokounmpo, he had 25 points, 9 assists with 20 big ones. I mean, he was big on campus. He was snatching everything. 29 points with 20 rebounds. But just couldn't get that W. Brooke Lopez, 15 points, zero assists, and another double double. He had 10 rebounds. Give it up for Brooke Lopez. Then you had Drew Holiday, 21 points, eight assists with five rebounds. And Bobby Porters, 10 points, zero assists with six rebounds. But let's talk about Bean Town. I'm talking about Boston. This guy, they just didn't take this guy serious. I mean, Greg Williams, he had 27 points, no assists with six rebounds. They were leaving him open all night long, and all he could do was see the bottom of the net. Then you had Jason Tatum, 23 points, nine assists with six rebounds. Jalen Brown, 19 points, zero assists with eight rebounds. Marcus, who got your heart smart, 11 points, 10 assists with seven rebounds. And the Celtics move on. Next up, we had the Mavs take on the Suns. The Mavs, 123. The Suns, 90. It wasn't so sunny in Phoenix after all. But in the Mavs town, we had Luka Doncic, the second coming of Larry Bird himself. 35 points, 4 assists with 10 rebounds. I mean, getting it done. And then you had Spencer Dimwitty, 30 points, 2 assists with another 3 rebounds. And Jalen Brunson. This guy's been playing big time all week, all month. I mean, all year. 24 points, two assists with six rebounds. And let's talk about those Suns. In this game, you don't get awards for being second place, and they're out of there. I'm talking about Devin Booker. 11 points, two assists, three rebounds. Chris Paul, 10 points, four assists, one rebound, and... Ernst Johnson, 12 points, 2 assists with 5 rebounds. And the Suns just couldn't get it done. Tomorrow's game, we have the Celtics to take on the Heat. And I'm rolling with the Heat. You know what time it is. And these are Lamont Sports Plays of the Week. I know that's right. Okay, okay. This is the basketball going on right now. A lot of you now have been catching some of the games here, man. Shanita Boo, since Reed is out, give us some of that tea. What are you talking about? Oh, shiggity now. 
Shout out to Lil Reedy Reed. She took a slick day. No, I'm messing. I don't know. I like <laughs> <a> slick day. <laughs> <laughs> she sure did. She slipped right ahead of that one. <laughs> I know, right? She didn't put me down. I ain't know nothing, but it's all right. I'm going to go ahead and handle this for her. So, a little bit of tea, a little something out there. You know, if you haven't been watching the news, there's a lot going on in the world. But we're going to talk specifically about that killing of the 10 people in New York. Which was just just terrible, just absolutely sad, and and that also correlates with mental health. He clearly has some mental health issues yes. that he had going on. You know what I'm saying? That he come driving 200 uh, miles away from his home to to a town that he found and, and actually scoped out because they had a whole interview with the this one person i don't know y'all gonna have to find it but they, he talked to this man the day before he did this shooting for an hour and 45 minutes outside and then still came back the next day and and, and, and shot well that's i think this was like 13 people in his supermarket okay so, it's questions being raised about how he even got uh, the guns he got. Because, check it. He purchased the rifle in 2022. But this was months after he was the police ordered a psychiatric evaluation. You know what I'm saying? Because they picked him up um, for... Uh, um, what he do? Oh. Oh, he only spoke about a shooting, but they went ahead and, and gave him a day and a half at, for a psychiatric evaluation, and they let him out. Now, that was still in the time frame of him doing a background check for the gun. It didn't show up. Now, why wouldn't a police ordered psych evaluation not show up? Hold on. So they knew. Something might be going on with this guy. Uh huh. Mm. But it 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 wasn't it wasn't on his background check. So he was able to buy a rifle, which they say at the store he bought from. They don't. A lot of people don't buy him, but he was one of them the border. Which he what they said it was a AR fifteen style rifle. Um, a Bushmaster XM15 is what it was, an AR-15 style. And he had two more guns and another rifle and a shotgun in the car. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But it was all premeditated. This, is, yeah. the, You know what I'm saying? Mental or not, like, this is crazy. This, this guy, he, he, you know what? You just don't know the state of someone's mind, what they're going through and what they're thinking. Because you got to understand, he rode 200 miles yeah, to go do something as tragic as what he did, it was like, I mean, I saw the video. I don't know if any of y'all saw that video on Twitter. It was like watching a, a video game from a first person style, and I mean, he just went out there meticulously, took his victims down, took them out, and it was like sad because these people were in there shopping, making sure they you know try to get some food for their families, and some right. they didn't make it home to their family. Yeah. Nope, that's, that's crazy. Nope. It's getting it's getting out of hand. All these shootings, these, <clears throat> excuse me, these mass kid shootings that are going on, it's getting out of hand. You don't, you don't know what mental state people are in these days. Everybody looks fine on the outside, but you just don't know what they're going through. They're just right. Down. That's why I am excited for this today because we need to talk about it. We do. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. That we get the public and learn about the signs of mental health because you know it's things that. 
you see every day, but you don't know those are signs of someone breaking down, mm-hmm. someone uh, about to go into a mental state. And, you know, mm-hmm. some people just don't come back. And, you know, sometimes they get on these meds. And when they get on these meds, you know, man, it's checkout that's a, time. That's another thing it takes is a lot of people you know, that we know, they don't believe in taking medicine. Um, so we'll find out if some of these are, are the best things to do is take medicine or Listen, things worse it's a lot of people out here that need the medicine and they don't know that they need the medicine so we right. gonna have to fit we need to know how to get these people some help that's why i can't wait to talk to the doctor come on that's right so we're gonna bring, <laughs> bring her in so give it up for shanita boo Handling Reed with her all right all right man you know what time is awareness month i mean mental awareness and tonight we have two lovely ladies coming to help us out and i'm talking about miss lee jones lmt and her guest, our friend to be, Dr. Frony Jackson. Mm. All right, now. Hey, ladies. Let's see if they're in. I see them up here. Hey, Doc. And Lee. How you doing, Dr. Frony Jackson? 18 Wheels. How are you guys doing? Hey. hey. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for right yeah. on top of it. You, you, said it all uh, you said all the right stuff. Yes, okay, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, 18 Wheels, for inviting me back, but more so utilizing your platform to talk about mental health, which I know is a very passionate subject for both me and Dr. Jackson. So we're not gonna, I'm not gonna waste a lot of time. We're gonna go ahead and get to it. But one thing I will say about Dr. Jackson is she's gonna be um, moderating and giving you guys more information because she has been my accountability partner for about 20 years plus. And sometimes you gotta be able to sit back and ask yourself and look in the mirror and be like, am I well? But then you also need to make sure that you align yourself with others who are genuine and really wanting to see or know if you're okay. And so I invited her on because um, Dr. Jackson is actually certified in um, mental health first aid. So for me, from a massage therapy perspective, one of the things I focus on the body, but the body and mind works together. So when I, you know, have my clients, that's one of the things that I focus on to make sure that they are well or getting the, the help and attention that they need. Um, so let's get to it. So I'm gonna go ahead and segue Dr. Jackson in and she's gonna drop some jewels and some gems and um, let's have this conversation. Um, I know it's Mental Health Awareness Month but let's keep it going. I mean, it's a subject that has plagued our communities for too many years. So let's start to make it a natural conversation that we continue to have. So my friend, um, my bookie butt, whatever you want to call her, my love, <laughs> um, then also my doctor. Um, so I'm introducing to you guys, Dr. Jackson. 
Okay. Hey, Dr. Jackson. Hey, 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 hey. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, Lee is my ride or die. We go way back, about 20 years. We, we, we connected when we were both about five years old. Okay, let me just say that again. So, <laughs> That's awesome. We, we, um, so she invited me to talk about mental health, and I was really excited because, as she said, I'm passionate about this because in a lot of yes. communities, I'm in my community in particular, I'm an African-American woman, and it's taboo. You know, we didn't grow up talk about talking about mental health in our um, families and in our communities. So, yes. um, but I've seen a whole lot of it. You know, from from a long time, it's been happening. So, I, I want to um, talk about talk about it with you all today. Have a dialogue. So, my background is public health, and mental health is a public health issue. It's widespread. Um, like I said, Shanita Boo was right on top of it. But y'all, you have to forgive me because I'm new to the show. And, and and my brother talked about the shooting and was saying how the the, 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 um, the shooter has some psychological issues, right? Yes, yes. But mm-hmm. let's think about the victims too. The victims who um, was who experienced that, um, they are going to need some psychological help as well after experiencing such a trauma. Oh yes, right? yes. They definitely I guess are. yes. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been doing this mm-hmm. mental health first aid thing since 2018, and my goal is to bring awareness of mental health, mental illnesses, mental disorders to our community, so we can get the needed help. We can get the help that we need. So today my goal is to do have more um, awareness. I want everybody to be more aware, more informed about mental health. So I'm just going to ask folks to just jot in the chat because I see a whole lot of things going on in that chat, a lot of love going up. Just when you right. hear the word mental health, just like what you think about when you hear the word right. mental health, what comes to mind? What's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear psychological help or mental health? And be honest. You know, I want you to be real honest. Don't try to be politically correct. Just tell me the terms that you heard, what you think of when you hear that word originally, you know? Well, you know, when I hear it, the first thing I thought of was bipolar. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I and I think that's a lot common where people at first it was more like, okay, I think they bipolar, but you would hear that and not really know what, what it really, really meant. It just was a term that people said, like, oh, that person bipolar. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yep, so can we talk about, can we talk about people that are bipolar for, for just so a So what we're going to do today, we're going to talk about, um, okay, I'm going to tell y'all how my head works. I got this. Okay. Movie chart that I'm going through, but bipolar is on my list, okay? We, we definitely going to talk about bipolar because that just have, it has to come to mind when we're talking about mental health. So, so, um, so I wanted to see more folks talking about what comes to mind when they hear the word mental health, but as I see things pop up, we'll, um, I'm going to reach back, um, I'm going to get back to it, but let me just give you guys a clinical definition of mental health. Okay. I'm going to give you two, one from the world health organization and then one from the centers for disease control and prevention and, and who world health organization says that mental health um, is a state of well-being in which individuals realize his or her own abilities and they can cope with normal stressors of life and can mm-hmm. work productively and fruitfully and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. That's the World Health Organization. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention says that mental health is an important part of overall health and well-being. It says mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we Mm -hmm. think, feel, and act. 
It also helps to determine how we handle stress related to others. I'm sorry, relate to others and make healthy choices. So mental health is important at every stage of life from childhood through adolescence through adults. Okay. So when we think about mental health, we're thinking about What's going on in the mind is sound and stable. Just like when we think about physical health, our body is sound, it's stable. It can do what it needs to do, right? Okay. Um, Shanita Boo talked about some, some of the, the five main or the five most common um, mental health yes. disorders. And again, right on point. Um, anxiety is the number one, the top mental disorder. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the disorders. I'm going to talk about um, some signs and symptoms. I'm going to talk about some risk factors, and then we're going to get into some things because we don't want to leave it at that. We want to yes. talk about recovery, right? We yes. Okay. Things mm, that we yeah. Uh, when we identify the folks are going through some mental health issues, okay? So anxiety, number one, uh, mental disorder. Um, major depressive, dis actually substance use disorder. Most people don't think about drugs and alcohol being a mental health issue, but it's a mental disorder to abuse substances. Uh-oh. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I'm going to tell it like it is. Mm -hmm. Then we got major depressive disorder. So depression, that's, that's basically number three. Eating disorders. People don't think about eating um, as being a mental or psychological um illness but it is and then we have the, the psychotic disorders that fall like bipolar and schizophrenia and most of the times when you get mental health or mental illnesses people go right to psychotic you know that's because mm -hmm. that's how the media has portrayed it you know somebody has a mental health order then they're scary they're angry they had a bad upbringing you got to be scared of them then you got to watch out for them but that's not necessarily the case you want to think about anxiety and depression first so uh, for something to be considered a disorder or mental illness or somebody to be, to be diagnosed with one of those, that the issues that they're experiencing, it has to affect the person's thinking, their mm -hmm. emotional state, and the behavior. And it has to be to the point where it's disruptive and the person is not able to do their work, carry out their daily activities, and engage in satisfying relationships. So sometimes you're gonna hear people say, I'm sad, I'm you know, I'm sad, I'm kind of down. And what most people will jump right to they're depressed, but not necessarily, and I'm gonna explain why, okay? Because I don't want first off, we shouldn't be diagnosing anybody with anything. Well, I know I can't diagnose you. I can tell you what sights and signs I see, you know, but yes. I, I don't want to diagnose you. I'm gonna leave the diagnosing to the psychiatrist and the psychologist and to other um medical professionals but as a public health professional i can tell you what the disorder is what to look for and some things that you can do to help the person so what okay. i want, so i want you to keep those three things in mind if, if somebody is going through something and it disrupts their work they're carrying out their daily activities and them having a relationship then more than likely whatever that is they're going through is going to be is a mental disorder or a mental illness because when we talk about those definitions of mental health we said that your mind was strong and sound and that you could do all those things on your own but if you're going through something and now you can't do these things then you have an illness or a disorder mm -hmm. so I'm, gonna keep, I'm gonna keep going back to that so i'm gonna jump okay. right in i'm gonna jump right in and i'm gonna Let's start go. with, um, i love it i'm gonna start with depression so depression um Depression is, is common, it's very serious, it's an illness that negatively affects how you feel, okay? It affects how you think and how you act. And like I said, sometimes, you know, people will be down and they'll be sad. 
And that's one thing. But if they're down and sad for more than two weeks and they're down and sadness is stopping them from working, stopping them from having a relationship and stopping mm-hmm. them from being able to carry out their everyday duties. And I mean, simple as taking a shower, brushing your teeth, getting up mm-hmm. with your clothes, then you're more likely going to be diagnosed with depression. Um, and we're going and, and, and with that, depression is a general term, right? Depression, they're, they're depression, um, their mood disorders. Depression is a mood disorder, and there are four of them that we know commonly. There's a major depressive disorder when you're extremely sad and down. That's usually you can't get out of bed and it covers over your head. You're in the fetal position, right? Mm, yes. Then you have your bipolar. I heard you, uh, uh, Shanita Boo, we have the bipolar. Mm-hmm. That's under <laughs> depression. You see that? That's that, 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 um, that's at the bottom end where you, you're sad. You know, bipolar, you got two ends of that, right? You got that other end that's kind of manic. But with, with depression, the bipolar is the end where you're kind of sad and down. Yes. The other depression, depression on the mood disorder that we get under depression is postpartum depression. And we women mm-hmm. hear a lot about that, right? After that baby, yes. you know, we may be sad to the point of being depressed. But it's not just women, y'all. Sometimes the male in the relationship can go through this postpartum depression as well. You have to keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then there's the seasonal depression. Sometimes you hear it called sad. And it, it happens... Um, the weather's cold. We don't have as much sunlight and that kind of thing. So that's the, those are the four major um, mood disorders that would be considered depression. Oh, that's so, new. Okay. The, oh mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And that's that's a big thing too, because so, a lot of times you know these um, people are down when it's um, when it's the cold months, and not only the cold right. months. It's, it's now we look at season because it's a lot of times it's through the holidays. That's another season where people tend to get down. You know, yeah. We have these other mm-hmm. kinds of seasons too. We have seasons when we recall when we've lost a loved one. Mm-hmm. That might be somebody's season. Grieving seasons. We, even, yeah, even birthdays. You know, sometimes the thought of getting older um, can, can make us sad and it can put us into these, um, into these mo- uh, moods. So some of the um, signs and symptoms of depression they're going to be physical signs, behavioral signs, and psychological signs. So I'm going to give you a few. Physical signs um, of someone who may be depressed is fatigue, lack of energy, sleeping too much or too little, overeating or, or not having an appetite. There can be constipation, weight loss or gain, headaches, irregular menstrual cycle, um, loss of sexual desire and unexplained aches and pains. Those are phys- physical signs and symptoms. Now, the signs are the things that we can see that's going on with the person. Mm-hmm. Right. The symptoms are the things that they're feeling. We may not see those things, but those are the things that they're going through, and they may tell you about them. Right. So on the behavioral side, um, some of the signs and symptoms of depression would be crying spells, withdrawal from others, Neglect of responsibilities, loss of interest in personal appearance, loss of motivation, slow movement, and use of drugs and alcohol. Now, remember I told you that substance use can be um, a mental illness. And sometimes I say, is is it the chicken or the egg which come first? So is it the drugs and alcohol or the mental illness that comes first? And it kind of depends on the situation. And I say that because sometimes people will result to drugs and alcohol to self-medicate their mm-hmm. mental illnesses. 
But on the flip side, sometimes drugs and alcohol bring on the mental illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep an eye Next on that, right? That's that brain. So, so the um, so we talked about physical. We talked about behavior. I want to talk about some psychological signs and symptoms. People can be sad. They can um, be anxious, feel guilt, anger, mood swings, um, lack of emotional response, feeling of sadness, hopelessness, irritability, um, frequent self-criticism, self-blame, pessimism, impaired memory and concentration, indecisiveness and confusion, tendency to believe others see one in a negative light, and the thought of death and suicide. We're going to talk about but even the death and suicide thought. That's a whole nother podcast. We can talk a whole nother hour just yes. about that alone, right? Yes. So those right. are so, so that's depression. But um, the the disorders associated with depression, the signs and symptoms of depression. I also wanted to. I'm gonna I'm talk about risk factors, but I'm gonna talk about them in general in a little bit. I'm gonna move on to anxiety disorders. So we got depression. Let's talk about anxiety disorders. Now we all experience anxiety, right? We, we get that stress, we go into that fight or flight mode, but mm-hmm. an anxiety disorder, it is more than that. It's just natural anxiety because everybody who's living is gonna be anxious, gonna have some anxiety. This is intense. It's to the point mm-hmm. where um, you are worried and fearful all the time about everything and it won't go away. You get feelings yes. of um, helplessness and sometimes these anxiety disorders move to something that looks like panic attacks, which are very that looks very similar to heart attacks. So yes. we have to, mm-hmm. to, to, to pick, we want to pick up on on these things. But sometimes we may have to, we may not know because we're not um, trained, and we may have to call nine one one to find out what's going on. The health person going to talk to you about that a little bit more. I'm trying to right. keep our time. So anxiety, um, we're going to. Um, so as I said, the symptoms are not just that anxiousness, but they're more severe. And, and remember, with anxiety, just like depression, you have to ask those questions. Is this what they're going through? Is it impacting their work, their relationships, and their ability to carry out their um, everyday responsibilities and duties in life, right? So some of the disorders around anxiety are going to be um, phobias, some very, then there's some very specific phobias, but we're just going to talk about phobias in general because that's the main thing that happens with um, anxiety disorders. You're, you're afraid of something. Um, social anxiety disorders, some people may only get that super anxious, um, stress, panic attack kind of feeling when they're around other people or in crowds. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, and, and, and that's when you have some people that are loners that just don't do well in crowds at all. Um, <laughs> PTSD, that's an anxiety disorder. Post-traumatic stress disorder is an anxiety disorder. Um, Then you have generalized anxiety disorder, and I said panic disorders, and um, OCD. A lot of times we talk about, oh, that person's OCD, you know, know, and and it's it's nothing to joke about because they may be doing stuff over and over and over again the same way, but they cannot help it. You know, they may be trying, they may lock the door, um, unlock the door, lock the door, unlock the door, still just checking, 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 or washing their hands over and over and over again. It's a disorder. They cannot help themselves. They cannot stop. Um, they cannot stop it. So those are some of the specific disorders related to anxiety disorders. And then now I want to give you some of the 
signs and symptoms of anxiety disorders. And again, I'm going to break them down. Physical, behavior, and psychological, okay? Okay. So on a physical side with the anxiety disorders, um, remember I said sometimes we cannot tell if these disorders, this disorder in particular, is a heart attack. And that's because it's, it has some um, cardiovascular kind of symptoms. The heart yes. is pounding really fast. The chest, mm-hmm. has, there's pain in the chest. The, the, um, there's blushing. Um, you know, the, the blood is rushing into the face. And you can see the really red. The respiratory, the, the breathing is um, fast and short. Um, neuro, neurological, lots of dizziness, headaches, um, sweating, tingling and numbness. Um, gastrointestinal, um, choking, dry mouth, stomach pains, nausea, vomiting and diarrhea. And musculoskeletal, their aches and pains, especially around the shoulder and neck. And this is where Lee comes in handy. Uh, and on a many occasions, she has. Let me tell you, musculoskeletal. Get your good massage therapist. Get um, and work out some of that stress and tension that we get up in our shoulders and our upper neck and our, our back. Because when we feel this anxiety, we do what we've done from caveman time with that first fight and flight. We initially um, hunch our shoulders because we've always protected the jugular. When our jugular is in, when something was coming after us, a threat coming to us, it was going for the jugular. And we still do that. We hunch our shoulders and that's what we're trying to protect. And that's just been an ancient, ancient, ancient response to a threat um, is to do that. And that's why we have always hunching out. And as a matter of fact, I want you to think about what you're doing right now. Sit up tall, Push your shoulders down as far away from your ears as possible because we do it without even noticing that we're hunching our shoulders. Sit up and just feel, feel where you are and sit up tall and just push your shoulders down away from your ears and, and think about you know that throughout the day. How are I mean, what, what's your posture? What's going on with your posture? And, and, and look at that. So those are physical. Let's think about some bio, um, behavioral signs of anxiety. And that can be the avoidance of situations, the um, obsessive compulsive behaviors, distress um, in social situations, and um, uh, phobic behaviors. So remember I talked about that social anxiety where you didn't want to be around people. We also talk right. about doing things over and over again. So that's that's what some of this, beha- this behavior signs and symptoms look like. And psychological, unrealistic or excessive fear and worry about the past and future events. The past is what? Over. Can't <laughs> about it. Right. Yeah. Right. It happened. Well, so why are we still worrying about the past? Future. Ain't got there yet. Trying to get there, but we worried. I mean, about what's going to happen or what we're going to do can't worry about it we got to do what we need to do to get there but we cannot have it overwhelm us so your mind is racing or the mind is going blank you can't concentrate on what you need to be concentrating on your memory is going away you can't make a decision you're irritable impatient angry confused restless and just feeling on edge all the time to the point of being fatigued disturbing your sleep or having vivid dreams so those are all um, psychological signs and symptoms of anxiety so we talked about depression we talked about anxiety we talked about the signs and the symptoms of both but i just want to talk about what puts us at risk for depression and anxiety Mm, okay 
So, so some of the things that puts us at risk, some of the things that make us more susceptible to um, anxiety and depression is distressing, distressing and uncomfortable events. Mm. We're finding ourselves in those situations often. That's going to make us more at risk for depression or anxiety. Stressful or traumatic events, the shooting at the church um, um, recently. Ha- um, I say this to my friends all the time. I, I feel like, I mean, I go through, um, I've gone through, um, uh, I'm traumatized as a black mother. It started when my boys got their driver's license and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm driving while black. That's all I could think about on my mm. mind all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And then we had recently all these things to happen, one thing mm-hmm. after the other. Those stressful events, they're mm-hmm. traumatizing and they put us at risk for depression. And Dr. Jackson, and, yeah. and Dr. Jackson mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't, not, not to just to chime in really quickly. I've noticed yeah. that um, since the pandemic, I think because everybody had to go in so much seclusion, it, it was, it was a, a tumultuous event for everyone just because your normal way of life had been changed. But at the same time, I feel like um, because you had to sit still, I think people are now becoming more aware of themselves and they want to kind of, they're finally starting to ask themselves, how am I really doing? Because a lot of people start to really be in those places of seclusion and then started to recognize that something was going on, but they couldn't identify it because again, they didn't know the signs and symptoms that you just explained to us. And I had to kind of catch myself in a testimonial point of view. You know, I was kind of like, oh, okay, I'm not really feeling good right now. Let me figure out what's going on in this space. I like to be out. I'm in. I can't take it. You know, and normally we can do things to kind of get our mind off of things or just kind of pacify what we're really going through. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think with the pandemic, more people are trying to be very intentional about recognizing and, you know, seeking the help and, you know, really trying to recognize the symptoms. So I appreciate you, you know, laying out that platform. But um, go ahead. Yes, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Absolutely right. And let me tell you, I'm based out of D.C. And I did mm-hmm. research when the pandemic first hit. We mm-hmm. had all these restrictive stay at home orders. And, you know, we free flowing. We, we, you know, we can go where we want to go and do what we want to do. So I wanted to find out how that was impacting. Um, the residents in D.C., especially in underserved areas. And yep. uh, I did a survey and I asked a bunch of questions about how the pandemic, the restrictions based on the pandemic, not even had COVID, but just how stay-at-home orders were affecting people. And I, and the majority of the respondents said that the stay-at-home order, the way that they responded, the way we analyzed the data, it was concluded that they were mostly impacted psychologically and mentally more than anything else. It really messed up their psyche that they had these stay-at-home orders. Yeah, all kind of physical ailments. Are you but are you being bothered um, um, with your dental? Are you being bothered with um, headaches? You know, stomach aches. Can you get food? You know, just you know, do you have? Um, internet access just ask them all these questions but every last one just about every last person said um they responded to the psychological and the mental um 
barriers that the stay-at-home orders was having on them. So it really brought to life. I said, if there's anything good about COVID and there's not a lot of good things that happen with COVID, I, there's two for me. But one is it made people focus on their mental health. Yeah. It made people and take stock and figure out what was important and then make some moves. I think more people were sitting and stretching and more people was doing yoga and more people was, were doing deep breathing exercises. We were doing yes. more things to take care of our psychological and our mental health during COVID. Yep, so absolutely, that is that is, that is right on point. So, you know what, um, Doc? <laughs> My bad. I was gonna say one of the best things for COVID was traffic, but okay, go ahead. Well, let me tell you, if, if, if you had to get out, it would be a, you know what else is good about COVID, a, a little off the subject, but, but our environment, we had less pollution. We had less pollution yeah. in the air during COVID. So, yeah, um, that was Yes, that's absolutely correct. That's mm-hmm. correct. COVID gave you time yeah. to find yourself. And, and I'm <laughs> yeah. definitely one of those persons with the weather, the weather, and it changes my mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, how yeah. I feel, I, I don't feel like I want to do anything and just it's just a depressing especially when the time change yeah yep, uh, when we have that time change it, it hits me hard yeah yes. no, yeah absolutely it will and just remember um it's it will hit you hard but if and if it's making it such that it's disrupting your life for two weeks or more then you really need to see somebody professionally so they can they may even just say um go see lee and get a massage and let her take you through some stretching and some breathing and some meditation to help you relax (laughs) yeah or they may say or they may say well you might need a little something else we may need to give you a little a little pill to take off the edge you know they Mm -hmm. so but if it's lasting for you know longer than that time frame then you definitely need to see somebody to um, to make certain that you are getting it um, addressed. So the risk factors, your fam- you can have a family history of depression and anxiety. That'll put you more at risk for um, having these mental illnesses or mental disorders. Um, another mental illness can bring about depression or anxiety. Um, having anxiety as a child can bring about about it as an adult but the different um, risk factors medical conditions can bring about depression and anxiety recent childbirth we talked about postpartum um, um, depression um, life-threatening illnesses or chronic diseases can bring about can put you at risk for um, depression and anxiety so lots of things can bring up um, depression and anxiety remember i said substance use substance misuse intoxication and, and and withdrawal. That's so we we were kind of withdrawn, but more isolated during the pandemic. But that can also bring about um, anxiety yeah, and depression. Pandemic caused a lot of drinking. I can tell you, I can speak for yeah. them myself because yeah. you didn't know what to do. Let, let me yeah. tell you what else the pandemic caused in my neighborhood. I think when um this summer was it this summer? Yeah, this summer. Uh, I think everybody who stepped out of the house was pregnant. I was like, whoa. And as truck drivers, you know, just asking you guys really quickly, you guys spend a lot of time in seclusion. How do you manage or tr- what different ways do you try to balance just that that you guys can drive like what 10 hours at a time and be gone two or three days at a time from your families how do what methods or tools have you guys been trying to use to to even try to balance out that 
seclusion or kind of being away from your family? Or do you even feel it? I would say that I don't really feel it. I'm, I'm ah, so okay. okay. I'm so okay with being away from people. You know, I think that's the issue. I really do. I think I'm so happy with being in the truck driving. Uh, okay. that, that's like that's... my getaway time where I've been Okay. And that's why this show is so important, right? Because, you know, you mm. then you become their family, right? They, they look forward to listening to these podcasts while they're out right. there. They don't feel so lonely and by themselves. Yeah, right. Yes, yes. Yeah, you, you, you're having an impact. I mean, what, what you're doing is really important, and it will help folks. It really will a lot. Let, well, I'm going to so, go. So, go ahead. Say, no, go ahead. So I wanted to just talk a little bit about psychosis, okay? Because because oh, okay. that so so we all when we think about mental illnesses and mental health and and all of this, we psychosis comes to mind, right? We think about um, what is it, the Bates Hotel with the with the sun, right? And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we think about that kind of stuff, but but psychosis um, it, it's the least the least amount of people get psychosis than depression and anxiety or these other things. But usually that's the first thing that pops in mind when we talk about mental illnesses. Um, but it, it basically with psychosis, the individual has lost contact with reality for the most, mm. right? They have lost, they have lost um, um, contact with reality. And, and a lot of it is they're hearing, they're hearing things and they're seeing things that we don't. And when I do, um, I have a class where we do this scenario and I have three people and two people are um, getting to know each other. They bump into each other. They're, they're role playing and they bump into each other and they haven't seen each other in a long time. But one of the people, um, the third person is whispering in one of the other uh, people's ear and the other person doesn't know what's going on. And that other, the third person whispering into the person's ear, sort of the psychosis in that person's head. Right. And that person is saying, why are you talking to him? Why is he talking to you? He doesn't trust you. I mean, he, he doesn't like you. He doesn't trust you. Why is he looking at you like that? You got to get up. So all this stuff, they're hearing all this stuff in their head while the person is trying to catch up. Like, I haven't seen you in a long time. What you been doing? Good to see you. Where you working at now? Da, 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 da. But they're trying to hear that person, but they can hear this voice in their head at the same time. So they, so they, they're gibbering. They don't know if they're answering the person in their head or if they're answering the person who's talking to them. So the person who's talking to them doesn't know this person is in their head. They're like, what in the world? What, who, who are you talking to? What, what question are you answering? Why are you looking off? So that kind of thing is what's happening with the person who has psychosis. There's something that's making them not in touch with reality. They hear these voices. They're trying to understand, listen to the voice while they're trying to understand, listen to the person who's right there with them. 
So just imagine all of this stuff going on in your mind while you're trying to deal with reality, while you're trying to yes. deal with the real world. So, so it's not that the person wants, it wants to be harm, harmful or the person wants to be mean. It's just the person is really trying to deal with this other stuff at the same time. Um, and, and it's not like um, anxiety and depression where it can be long term. These things happen in episodes. You know, they, they happen for a short while and they can go away. You, you don't normally see somebody having a psychotic episode for days and days and days. It, it may something could trigger it and it because that voice is coming and that could trigger it. So now they're acting in this, this um, psychotic way, having this psychotic behavior. Um, just just for that time frame. Now, some of the symptoms um, for psychosis that develops, that helps the psychosis develop, could be depression, it could be anxiety, it's irritability, suspiciousness. So these are the symptoms. These are the things that the person is going through. Suspiciousness, like they they're not like I said, the voice in his head was saying, "Don't trust this person. Why is this person talking to you?" Sometimes the um, person who's experiencing psychosis will have a flat or blunted kind of emotion. They may. Um, they may be laughing when the situation is sad, or they just may be real monotone and even when, you know, most other people are right there with them and there's a situation going on and they should be happy and excited. They can have changes in ap um, appetite and they can have uh, reduced energy and reduced motivation. Mm. So those are some um, of the symptoms of psychosis or when psychosis is developing. Remember I said is they don't have a, um, they're not in touch with reality, so they're thinking they have difficulties with their thinking and their perception. Um, and then there's changes in their behavior, sleep disturbances, um, social isolation and withdrawal. Um, um, and it reduces, again, remember, it reduces their ability. If they're going through this, they can't carry out their work. They can't do their daily activities and they definitely cannot have a um, relationship. So just like with the depression and anxiety, I want to give you some of the very specific um, disorders associated with psychosis, and those are schizophrenia. We know we heard we hear that a lot, right? And usually, when yes. we think about schizophrenia, we think about um, more than one personality. Um, bipolar disorder can be um, psychosis. Remember, we had bipolar under depression because that was when people were sad down on the bipolar side, but on the psychosis side, bipolar is when they're mantic and they're really up, right? Mm -hmm. Um, there could be um, psychotic depression, uh, schizoaffective disorder, and drug-induced psychosis. Remember I said what comes first, the egg or the chicken? So drug-induced. There's some drugs <clears throat> that will bring about psychosis. In D.C., when I was going, growing up, it was both. You heard somebody, you see somebody walking, running down the street, as we say, butterball butt naked. Butt naked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we, we, we knew that that psychosis was brought on by both, right? Um, so that was a drug-induced psychosis. And it was just mm. an episode, right? That person didn't walk up and down and run up and down the street all day, every day like that. It was just when they had that um, that, that drug in their system, exactly. Oh, so wow. specifically with, psycho with schizophrenia, which was one of those disorders, delusions, hallucinations. Remember I talked about what was going on in the person's head um, um, while they were trying to meet their friend. That stuff was happening. Um, manic... Um, episodes of bipolar is another, like we said, that was another um, psychotic episode. So folks are um, feeling unusually high and optimistic and extremely, that could be extremely irritable during that time too. So with all, 
Okay, so I, I know my time is running out, so I'm just going to get a couple more points in. Yeah, that's a lot to talk about. But yeah, right, right. I'm going to say a couple yeah. more things, right? And that's, that's that people don't get help early enough. And when they don't get yeah. help early enough, it causes more problems. So a lot of times these illnesses really happen when the person, they, they, they onset when folks are adolescents and they're not addressed. They're really, a lot of times they're not addressed until people are adults. So all these years have passed and the person has been experiencing all of this. The child may be afraid to tell the parent, the parent may be, may be not picking up on it and it's developing. It's just really molding them. And by the time they get to adults about 27 or so, it is um, very difficult to be addressed, but it can be addressed. But I'm going to say one, reasons why, one reason why it doesn't get addressed when it happens early on is the stigma, the stigma around mental health. Uh, when people think about mental health disorders, it's negative, it's ugly, they're treated uh, a, um, a different way from everyone else. I used to laugh about the Eddie Murphy, used to say, you know, we all got that crazy uncle that we keep in the house, and we, right? right? That, that was stigma. We didn't let him out. We, you know, we didn't want nobody to know that something wasn't right about that person. Uh, stigma. crazy. Right, right. <laughs> we still there, but we have to remove the stigma. We have to make mental health as important as physical health. We have to make being depressed, having anxiety, psychosis. Uh, we have to make certain that it is treated and that it is addressed. Just like if we broke our arm. <clears throat> We would go get first aid, right? If yeah. somebody fell down, passed out, was having a heart attack, we start performing CPR, right? Yeah. So with mental health, it, you can recover if you get some treatment. And one of the very first things we uh, say about this is being able to identify some of these signs and symptoms that people are going through. And what I do is that we I teach a course called Mental Health First Aid, and it's just like it's CPR and first aid for the mind, just like CPR and first aid is for the body. It's for that heart attack victim or for that broken arm victim. But mental health first aid, it offers a person who's developing mental health problems or experiencing a mental health crisis the first aid um, until they can get appropriate treatment and support, until they, you know, until we can get their crisis resolved. And we have an action plan that we teach individuals. Um, what to do and what to go through when they are doing mental health first aid, like regular mental health, regular CPR first aid. You have your ABCs, right? You have your airways, your breathing, and your um, and your compressions, right? You check the airways. You check to see if they're breathing, and you compress their chest. ABC. With mental health first aid, our action plan is algae. We assess for risk of suicide and harm. We listen non-judgmentally. We give reinsurance and information appropriate professional and we encourage um, self-help and other support and those two last E's is when we can we can talk to Lee about a lot of the things that she do um, and how and how she can support us support um, us going through our mental yeah. health issues right so I know yeah I know we're we're we're, we're done on time I just want to <laughs> say one thing of course I hope you guys have us back for uh, oh, segment two second, but again second. The one thing that Lady Elwell wants to leave with you is that when, when you come to me, one of the biggest things is that you're taking a moment for yourself. And within those times yeah. is when you can really look and really, really see and ask yourself those questions. How am I doing? I need to take this time for myself and just really start to be, you know, very conscious of how you're really feeling. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So wait, Absolutely. would you say that a person can have a disorder and not know it, or they know it and know something wrong with oh. them, but not? It yeah. becomes normal. It becomes normal. It's your normal way of life. Think about things you've been through and. Uh, it's a defense mechanism sometimes. Oh, I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm going to keep yeah. moving. I'm going to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. That's what we're conditioned to do, especially yeah. as men. Oh, I'm not sad. I'm not sad, but yet they're crying in yep, the inside. Right. Mm-hmm. So we learn how to, to it, we make it like defense mechanisms versus, again, taking that moment to look at yourself and ask, how am I doing? Mm-hmm. All right. So, yep, absolutely. Absolutely. so here's one thing that this might be a little bit random, but it's, I think y'all can help. What would a stalker be considered? Because you figure they that's a fixation, right? That's a fixation. That's psychotic. That's a lot <laughs> that's of psychotic. Those are these days. Yeah, that's yeah. why I wanted to bring it. I'm like, listen, this is mental health. Yeah. A, it's real. A stalker. Yeah, so yeah, so so the stalker does have a mental issue. Yeah. Stalkers yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just this person mind that make them so fixated. it's fixation it's fixation it, it, it's a component of maybe ocd they start they may like how you walk so they just keep watching you keep watching you and it, i mean it could be so many it. different variables yeah but it mainly would be a yeah. fixation it's something that they just they can't stop because you figure people can stop anytime from a week to years right Yes. Yeah, they sure can. People can stalk you on social media yeah. now. And they do. When yeah, you first true. meet somebody, I become a stalker for like five minutes. I look through all their stuff to see what's <laughs> yeah, going on. See, what's see going what they on. got going on. <laughs> you know? Ridiculous. They, they go on other people's pages and see who this is. <laughs> Stalking and trolling are two different oh, things. Oh, you're right. right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. I know about me driving the bus. I see a bunch of uh, mental health patients all day long. I be like, man, they need help. And they can't get the help. A lot of things from what I see. That's, yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they homeless. They've been out there. Mm-hmm. And they, it's just them. Yep. And when they get on my bus, they're yep. talking to themselves. That I mean, mm-hmm. they do all kind. I'm, I deal with it on a day to day. I'm like, oh my, mm-hmm. it's be things just happen mm-hmm. all the time on the bus. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes you can be more conscious and just don't want to make that choice. That's true. I mean, again, before you get to the the level that they're at, we still all have choices to take advantage of how we're feeling and, and get help. You know, you say, okay, I'm not feeling good, but it's going to pass versus saying, let me really get this evaluated. Yeah. So it's also a choice. I mean, they just come get on the bunch of stuff, yelling, 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 cussing. And bitches talking mm-hmm. to themselves. I'll be like, God. Yeah. 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 That, that, that's one of those psychotic episodes. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. ladies, I want to thank you so much for coming into yes. this podcast. And we will thank you for having us. Thank you for inviting me. Can you give our guests a clap for coming in and, and showing yeah. us? things that we need to work on. I learned a lot about myself. So, man, listen to you, Dr. Jackson. Uh, I am a stressor when it comes to business, and that is one of the things that I know as a black male I need to do better at, taking time for myself. I actually had to take three days before I decided to get back on the road, and, and I needed it. I'm talking about I had breakfast by myself, calming, relaxing. I was able to sleep. 
Relax, relax, sit out in the sun. Just do things that I'm not used to doing as much anymore to get that mental back. So I definitely took my wellness break. So I want to make sure everybody coming to this podcast, if they miss it, it will be downloaded later. You can go to www.18wills1.com or you can listen to it again on all platforms, including Alexa. So I want to thank you again, ladies. I appreciate this so much, and we will have to do a second version of this podcast. Dr. Phony has so much more. Yeah, so much to learn. So I want to make sure everybody check this out, and we will see you guys on next Monday. Yes, yes, yes. Let's keep talking. Let's keep talking. Thank you, guys. Everybody be safe. Thank you.